I think I've said I love my cats every single episode. Pretty close. That's because I do. Okay. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. I really wanted to cut you off and go, I'm Megan, like before you could say your name. I don't know why. Well, you missed it. Whoops. I'm sorry. You missed it. (laughs) I, I panicked. Okay. So you might have noticed, and this is about to be a surprise for Megan too, uh, I don't know why I kept this a secret from her. It's not really a secret. There was not an intro. And there is a reason why there wasn't an intro. And I guess I'm going to do a pseudo intro now. That here's what I said. Truthfully, I tried to write an intro for this episode. But for two reasons, I couldn't. First, this specific legend that we will be discussing today had virtually no information to be found, which is either going to help or hinder the tale itself. And second, I know myself better than to attempt an intro. I have a lot of thoughts here. I will preface by saying we are not a political podcast. We are not a historical recollection podcast. Yes, we like to discuss the history and background of the places we visit, but for obvious reasons, this one is a little different. We are ultimately here to tell the story and legend of the Poland-Indiana plantation, but with that is going to come some history and, inadvertently, some strong opinions. Um, Maybe I should speak for myself there. Um, It's no secret we are in a pretty divisive climate in American history right now. 200 years ago, this year actually, slave... uh, 200 years ago, this year, slavery was abolished in Indiana. We look back now, and the way of living is just something that can't be comprehended anymore, and we recognize how wrong it all was. So take a moment to consider this. 200 years from now, this will also be history. So consider where you're standing right now. Consider what side of history you want to be on. I know where I'll be, and we'll just assume it's pretty obvious where I stand. So I'm sorry to be heavy-handed right out of the gate, but I'm going to try my best to keep this all relevant to the legend. Um, I'm fairly certain I could create an entirely different podcast with my thoughts on the current state of things alone, but that's not why we're here. Hopefully this is a passing comment and doesn't open the floodgates, but if anyone would like to have a calm, informative, factual conversation with us about anything, anything at all, you know, uh, feel free to reach out. So... Uh, with that out of the way... Okay. Makes <laughs> sense. Got it. Let's talk spooky things, hopefully. Um, so, like I just said, we're going to be talking about the plantation. There is presumably a old, an old uh, abandoned plantation site in Poland, Indiana. Slash, like, farm. It's farm, mill... <sighs> That that's a little bit why I'm confused because we went to this place knowing like we are like we're going to an old farm slash mill slash plantation and I couldn't there really was I tried Clay County I tried Poland I tried Indiana I tried like I couldn't find any legend about this place and if I recall there really wasn't a story when we went to it I feel like we just kind of knew. I don't even know how we found someone, like a friend of, I think, our sister may have 
known about it and said you drive down this road and park at this particular place and then just kind of wander into the woods and you'll find these abandoned buildings and we're like sounds like a plan and right (laughs) right so so we went with it because i guess we just wanted new places to go and you'll find out if it was worth it or not but i (laughs) because of the because of the content of this episode we we didn't pick a drink to kind of um correlate with the episode it's just yeah. there's too much happening. Political correctness. Don't want to be weird. Like we didn't want to get something weird and right, try to like or it come off like insensitive. Yeah, or... like try to pair an alcohol with slavery. Like how do you do yeah. that in good conscience? So because of the heavy topic content, we're just drinking. I just yeah. got a drink <laughs> to get a... through this. So yeah. I've got wine. She's got beer. Yep, we just grabbed what was ever in my fridge. So for me, it looks like I'm going to be drinking St. Archer Gold Light Craft Lager, which, spoilers, I've had it before. It's wonderful. It's a nice light beer. Just go drink it. And I'll be drinking St. James Blackberry Sweet Wine, which I believe is actually... No, it's not. I'm sorry. This isn't the wine I thought it was. It's not in Indiana. Yeah, it is. St. James Winery is local. It says St. James, Missouri. (gasps) What? I thought it was local because it's on, it's, when you go into stores and stuff, it's on, they'll have little sections of, like, local wines and beers and whatever, and it's right next to Oliver Wines. It's right, or not Oliver, it's right next to, um, oh my gosh, come on. What is the reggae? Oh. Oh, come on. I'm not sure. Isn't it just reggae? Uh, Easley. It's Easley Winery. Oh. Easley Winery, uh, Brown County Winery. They've got Sun King alcohols, and St. James is sitting on there, but apparently it it's straight up says Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> Misery nonsense. Ticks me off. <laughs> mm. Well, whatever. So, Well, it's one of my favorite wines regardless. Kelsey, you can probably at least hear. You can crack your beer open, I guess. You're not going to oh, hear the wine. Yeah, I, you probably won't hear this. It's a twist cap. Oh. Ready? <laughs> Here we go. Light. A nice light lager. Cra- Let's see if uh, I can get anything. Here comes my wine. Oh, <laughs> did it, it just hiss at you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Teeny well, tiny fart. So, <laughs> so, like real talk, I'm thirsty. Also, I have got to take a drink before I start talking. Um, y'all strap in. Just like I remember. <laughs> Just like yesterday. It's like, just like yesterday. Uh, because I had this beer yesterday. I had this beer, like, every day this week. So we're going to try very hard to stay on topic and not veer too much. Because it will get dangerous. Uh, yeah, it could. I, I'll i preface by saying, yeah. I, not I, dangerous and like, I know that we have the same thoughts. But yeah. I've been pretty outspoken about things lately. Um, for those of you that know me... I am done with nonsense. I am not afraid to speak my mind on this, but this is not the place nor the time. Hopefully. I mean, it will be a little bit because, like I said, there is no, there's really no legend to cover, but what we cover in all of our episodes is background and history. Mm -hmm. So instead, I decided to go a different route and maybe it'll be a nice little, you know, refresher course or for some of us, a first run at slavery 
in Indiana, a history of slavery in Indiana, because it it starts already. We just get a very watered-down education on that. Yeah. It's unavoidable. I mean what we're going to discuss the thing is it's only weird if we make it weird these are this is just factual i think yeah, you're no. probably going to do what i thought you were going to do and just kind of stick to facts surrounding it yeah i mean so. i'm actually i've got a few articles printed out here that i highlighted and you can see i wrote some notes off to the side just like little quips little thoughts so really i'm just about to give you guys a history lesson yeah um sorry this episode's a little unconventional but yeah it's it's unconventional but i man just hang on to your seats ladies <laughs> and gentlemen and everything in between and out of, outside of the in between um because when we the story will be worth it i swear but you need i i'm just going to give you background because that's what we do let's just jump right into it yes so i specifically looked up poland i think is technically in clay county so i looked up what is the history because that's how i kind of started to look for the legend itself i was like what is the history of plantations in clay county or brazil or poland or whatever and it didn't it just said like here's a kind of like a census count of like all the plantations and slave trade whatever that was happening in indiana by county i was like oh neat so i opened clay county And here's what the very first thing says. African-American rural settlements documented. Zero. So not to... In Clay County? In Clay County. So Uh. not to punch a hole in the story immediately, but according to this census count, there was never really... There were zero documented African-American rural settlements. So... But then again, I don't know if Poland is technically Clay County. It's in this weird in-between. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because it wasn't documented doesn't mean it wasn't there. I don't know. Point is, we're starting a little weak because there's no documented proof that there was actually plantations mm-hmm. in Clay County. If history serves me right here, I think i mean there may be a reason why but we'll we'll go ahead and see like why they didn't document if if it was there if there's no documentation so i'll see what you're you bring to the table i was gonna say you might have something i don't we'll find out okay so a lot of this i'm just going to kind of read verbatim like i said i highlighted some sections so i'll try to keep it concise because i do have a a few articles here (laughs) i Oh, y'all, I tried so hard to keep it concise, so here we go. So it says that, just in general, Clay County was formed in 1825. There was one free person of color named Canon Gowans, which, uh, Gowan, G-O-W-E-N-S, which I've never, I don't know of any Gowans, but it kind of sounds like it's a bastardization of Goins, G-O-I-N-S, which I've seen. Oh, uh, and the, the other thing that cracks me up, so it says Clay County was formed 1825. There was one free person of color named Cannon, age range 55 to 100. Give or take. Yeah, just <laughs> give or take a couple years. We just wanted to make sure we got it. Um, and that was listed in the 1830 census. Uh, they may have had ties to the Goins Goins family that came to Indiana in the 1820s and 30s. Uh, by the 1840 census, there were three people of color. By the 1850 cent- census, 18. 
1860 had 22, and 1870 had 26. So, like, we're really, the numbers are just skyrocketing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it says most of the residents were living in Brazil Township. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, so it says surnames of some of the early settlers were Emanuel, Minor, Hill, and Jones. And I didn't look into this, but not to be, not to make assumptions. I don't want to make too many assumptions here, but Jones and Hill are pretty whitewashed names. And I'm over here like, these are probably owners they probably took the name of yeah yeah i mean well emmanuel minor minor hill and jones come on yeah that was my first thought was yeah jones is not i guarantee those are owners last names which blows um so no settlements have been identified in clay county prior to 1870 but in the 1880 census so keep in mind remember i said in 1870 there were 26 uh people of color in 1880, the black population had increased to 298. What? Yeah. So, an issue, it says an issue of the Brazil Register from 1883 reports a baptism. Okay, actually, I put, I literally highlighted something, underlined it, and put yikes. I'm hoping, because they don't have quotes on this, and I'm kind of hoping that they were just quoting it because they use some politically incorrect phrases and words here so like no Uh, one come at me i am not happy with the way some of this was written but it's quoted so just like no one come after me (laughs) um i like how i'm hyping it up it's yeah it's just it's it's icky i don't like it it just says an issue of the brazil register from 1883 reports a baptism that took place at the colored settlement in cloverdale I hate I like I know that's I want to say that's I know that's all it is but it's gross I don't like it yeah so yikes on that um let's see oh I just I guess none of this is really super important but I just wanted to put this because it said it was organized in about 1873 in a small village called Otter Creek oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah Otter Creek's just um I guess it doesn't matter. We went to school at a place called at Otter Creek School. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, shout out to the whitewashed school. <laughs> okay. So that's a quick little intro on basically what we gathered from that is there was a giant jump in the 1880s of uh, people of color. Yeah. I guess in this situation, we're specifically talking about black people. And congregation of a church is sort of the the idea here of course yeah so <laughs> i don't know why i say it like that but just like of course it was a church yeah i mean the lord works in mysterious <laughs> ways <laughs> okay so this article comes from oh gosh oskaloosa.com and it's the history of slavery in indiana uh, rarely taught in states' classrooms is what this says as the header. And I'm like, tell hmm. me more, tell me more, Jesus. <laughs> okay. And you'll see, I tried very hard to keep this one concise, but I lit it up like a Christmas tree with the highlighter. Ah. I've never been very good at highlighting. I kind of highlight everything except for ands and uhs and thus. <laughs> God. Um, so anyway. 
<sighs> this is this they spoke to people in Anderson, Indiana, it would seem. So Susan L. Hall Dotson was the person they talked to mostly. She is the coordinator of African American history at the Indiana Historical Society. She believes most Hoosiers know little to nothing about the history of slavery in Indiana. My side note here is she would be right. <laughs> uh, and education reform is a must and it's happening right now and please go vote. She's quoted saying, when Indiana became a state, those who had them kept their slaves. Because we are not seen as a slave state, it makes people think it was an abolitionist state, which it was not. And that's true. Like, when you think back then, really, Indiana doesn't come to mind as, like, a heavy slave uh, state. But it's because, I said, Indiana is the Switzerland of the U.S. Like, we literally just fall back and it's like... If, we don't like confrontation. <laughs> we don't like confrontation, right. So depending on who we're talking to, like, yeah, of course we have slaves. But then, like, when the North shows up, we're like, nah, F, F slave owners. We don't we don't have any yeah, of that here. Yeah, what they said. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Indiana, historically, in the 1800s, 1900s, even now, Indiana is a weirdly split state. And even here in Terre Haute, it's weirdly split. It's pretty much right down the middle and any fart in the wind can shift it one way or the other. Well, I think it's just a funny little quip, especially with the election going on. Oh, yeah. Is that Vigo County. And this was uh, recently. I feel like they do this every... You said it. Vigo. It's Vigo. Who cares? I do. I do. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Our local news station or newspaper actually posted about this recently and i feel like they do it every election but for whatever yes. reason vigo county vigo county has predicted the whatever vigo county votes in the presidential election we've only ever been wrong twice so vigo county is always on the map like everyone's watching us to see not just indiana not just hoosiers but like the country watches Vigo Vigo County yeah. to be like mm, honestly since I, mean, I they be- said this person so yeah since <laughs> I've been like following politics and since it's been brought to my attention that that was the case honestly on election nights when Vigo County's numbers are like totaled and it's determined who won in Vigo County I stop watching. I go to bed because I'm at that point about 90% sure I know who's going to win. And it doesn't matter if you're 20% into the night or 60% into the night or 90% into the night. When Vigo County is done, I honestly you just go with well it because it in my lifetime it has not been wrong. Right. The the two times we were wrong, it was It was really it was a long Not that any presiden- presidential election is like not as important as another, but I feel like one of the ones we were wrong about was Garfield. Yeah. And the other may have been Lyndon B. Johnson for some reason that. I'm not sure who the second person uh, yeah, was. Yeah, don't quote us on either of those. But the point is, they were too, like, I mean, Lyndon B. Johnson was important. Gar- They're all important. Point is, Vigo County, your little tidbit, your little um, nugget of. Our little claim to fame here. Yeah. Is that Vigo County is, has only ever been wrong twice. So keep an eye out in three weeks. Whew goodness sakes yeah. again right. let's not veer because i could let's i'll do back. it don't try me <laughs> okay so yeah indiana to me is very flaky and this it's here to please everybody so like the north liked us because we quote unquote didn't have slaves but the south liked us because we had slaves so indiana split it's weird yeah um even today 
So, like I said in the beginning, this year is, like, 2020 will mark the 200th year since slavery was abolished in Indiana um, through a Supreme Court ruling known as Polly versus LaSalle. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> because I put typical with a really sassy face on it, um, because Indiana wants to have everything every way that they can, it was abolished in 1820. But uh, people who were super pro-slavery found a roundabout, mm-hmm. as they do. And there was another case in the following year. Luckily, it that was shot down by 1821, so it only took a year. But it said the following year, Mary Bateman Clark versus General Washington Johnson abolished indentured servitude. So yeah. Indiana was like, okay, well, we can't have slaves, but you know what is legal? Indentured servitude, uh, which was used as an end, which was used as a runaround uh, for the slave prohibition of the state's 1816 constitution. So they're like, you know what? Yeah, we can't have slaves, but if we call it indentured servitude, like they're only going to work for us until they meet the requirements it's going to take for them to be, you know taken out of servitude but the thing that slave owners would do because that's what they were would they would make the criteria to be able to be let out of this servitude was just insane it was asinine like no one could reach the criteria so they would never get out well and i don't know if you touch on this or not but they even though they abolished slavery indiana abolished slavery i also read myself that um if someone were to come over into indiana with slaves they were allowed to keep them as slaves because they're like well i mean they were yours over there so who are we to say they can't continue to be yours here so like pro people who were super pro-slavery at the time did anything they could to ensure that they kept them even though like really the states were trying from early on because if you think about it any time at all that it was legal is unfortunate but we had been a, we had been a country for less than 50 years and we're like you know what this is probably dumb at least in indiana we're like this is dumb we mm-hmm. should stop uh so a little woke not woke enough but yeah so thanks william henry harrison yeah yeah he was really uh, pushing that <laughs> so i'm gonna read a couple more just quoted sections here mm-hmm. um in fact indiana has been far from a safe haven for african-americans hall dotson said the state has a history of preventing black people from moving to the state without a sponsor which she said was code for master mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. it sounds kind of like what you were talking about yeah um uh, ku klux klan leadership at the highest levels of government in the 1920s and sundown towns uh did not allow black residency and i put a little note here that says I feel like I've come to understand lately that, like, I guess, I I thought more people knew what sundown towns were, but the more I read about it, the more it's kind of seemed, like, I feel like it's becoming more known, uh, Mm -hmm. and very, especially with everything going on, um, a lot more history is becoming known and being shared. But a quick little quip for those of you that don't know what a sundown town is, uh, just don't... (laughs) 
the thing if you were if you were black if you were african-american you did not want to be in a sun in, a, in this town at sundown basically it was free for all at that point like yeah. you run red lights you run stop signs don't, you don't do not actually, stop don't it's, drive through it if it's at all possible no it's essentially the purge for people of color yes and i it makes me see that like yeah it makes me so angry that those still exist today like not on paper not Mm -hmm. legally but there are some i there are still towns there are still cities that will proudly kind of wear this label of we're a sundown town right and in 2020 uh, and i'm going to drink lord i'm going to drink because of that say i'm taking i am immediately I'm just like mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. i want everyone to know right now that <laughs> megan is drinking directly out of the bottle mm-hmm. it's one of those conversations We're not messing with the glass not on this one <laughs> all right oh and again with the wanting because indiana will say like yeah we had slaves but there's always a but like you have to save your own skin or whatever Mm -hmm. uh she said that hoosiers are also quick to pull forth levi coffin and the state's underground railroad history which home which in which homes owned by white people were opened to escaped slaves uh but that didn't become active until the mid 1820s which so slavery was abolished in 1820 and then the mid 20s indiana became a big underground railroad state um let's see it was after slavery was abolished and that didn't mean that the white conductors believed that black people were equal their equals uh just because we were it says indiana also was a pass-through not a stop and i think people don't realize uh they didn't really stay here it was just on their way to canada so like indiana was like yeah we'll give you a path but you can't stay here don't stay here we don't like you we don't think you're equal but like we'll go ahead and let you pass and turn a blind eye yeah so again Uh, looks good on paper indiana shoot there's underground railroads down the street like 10 15 minutes down the street from here mm -hmm. um you could still go see them today you can they're all over indiana so we're like yeah look at us we were such so big in the underground railroad we played such an integral role while we turned our back and if something bad happened we didn't do anything about it so progressive oh indeed and only the way that indiana can be progressive Mm, yes Um, quite (laughs) a 2017 southern poverty law center survey revealed american schools continue to fail to teach the difficult facts associated with slavery according Mm. to the survey what is taught about the controversial practice and what is contained in textbooks is out of context incomplete and sentimentalized agree okay agree if it's in there at all yeah uh, let's see the indiana Par- department of education does provide some materials related to save- slavery in indiana but according to the website's statistics they are rarely accessed the information mm-hmm. also is available through materials in libraries and through historical societies um the amount of times i've gone hmm in this hmm. episode nice yeah you know, just take yep. a swig every time i go hmm so <laughs> i hate that and again, it's almost like this This is an article talking about how we don't talk about the history of slavery in Indiana enough, and they pulled an Indiana move where it's just like, we can prove that we don't talk about it enough because we found this one black teacher oh, in Lord. this high school that teaches in high school. He's taught for five years. We found the one black teacher that we could talk to about. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they create a face. Yeah. So, anyway. But, I mean, he is a good guy. It's Oliver darren oliver it's his fifth he's 
I guess this was written in uh, February of this year, so it's still his fifth year teaching um, at Anderson High School. He's a, yeah, so he just teaches history. Um, In spite of his background, Oliver, like many people, understood the history of slavery in Indiana in the context that Hoosiers took, um, he understood it in the way that Hoosiers took the side of the North in the Civil War. That, he said, is part of what leaves people with the impression that there was never slavery in Indiana. And this is a direct quote from him. I do think a lot of people do divide us into North and South, he said. Especially after winning that war and being a part of the North, it was advantageous for a state like Indiana to do so, to move even further away from the people who were on the losing side. It was also a way that maybe Indiana could make itself seem more moral. Uh, this idiot like not him just indiana is an idiot because uh it's like because indiana was split in the north and the south and because we have to have everything our way the north won and indiana's like oh and like sucked itself up north and we're like we were on the north the whole time and were we lying no because part of us were Mm -hmm. if the south would have won we would have gone whoop and gone south and been like look we're on the winning side yeah no matter what we were the division it's very annoying and of course it's advantageous for indiana to stay on the winning side and be like look see we we were totally with the north right we jumped in in the fourth quarter and said yeah guys high five (laughs) yeah (laughs) freaking bandwagon douchebags um Indiana's academic standards also requires the mention of slavery just a handful of times between fourth grade and high school. So annoying. And I'm in my last little bit, I swear. This is literally, this will be a quicker segment because it's, this says, this is a historical timeline of slavery in Indiana and it's literally just timestamps and quips. So I don't have anything to really tangent off of, except I still have notes. <laughs> um, so some notable dates are in 1802, uh, Territorial Governor Harrison asked Congress for a... Te- uh, oh, gosh, I'm already annoyed. <laughs> Sorry. Territorial Governor Harrison asked Congress for a 10-year suspension on the slavery ban in an effort to appease residents who lived there before the Northwest Ordinance went into effect. Mm -hmm. So I think it was either Michigan uh, or Wisconsin. One of those, their abolishment of slavery came a lot sooner than ours, and there was this thing called the Northwest Ordinance. And because, you know, Indiana wanted to be on the coattails of the winners, we were now associated with the North, and they're like, okay, well, if you're with the North, then you will follow this Northwest Ordinance, which is banning slavery. Indiana literally asked for a buy. They're like, can we get a 10-year suspension on slavery uh, to appease residents who lived here before this went into effect? And they got it. Like, I don't think they got the full 10 years. Um... So that was in 1802. In 1805, it says Congress finally agreed to Harrison's request for a moratorium on the slavery ban, and the Indiana Territory House of Representatives passed a an act concerning the introduction... Oh, no. It's, it's a quote. It is again. Sorry, y'all. So, <laughs> um, 1805, Congress finally agreed, uh, because Harrison folded like a freaking napkin, uh, for a moratorium on the slavery ban in the Indiana Territory House of Representatives passed, quote, an act concerning the introduction of Negroes and mulattoes into this territory, which allowed slaves to be brought in and indentured in the meantime. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he let it float for three years. And then he's like, fine, fine. You guys are annoying me. You can have your you can have your suspension. Go ahead, but call it indentured servitude so it doesn't look so bad. Yeah, I thought it ended up getting overturned or turned down. Yeah, some so point. that's I think that's coming here. It says eighteen oh seven. A Michigan Territory opinion ruled that pre-existing slavery was legal under the Northwest Ordinance and was used by Indiana slaveholders to justify their ownership of people. Uh, Oh, so even Michigan, so Michigan effed up and they're like, you know what? Yeah, it's legal. Even under the Northwest Ordinance, like you can go ahead and have, you can have slaves still. This is what gets me. It's, and I I guess I didn't know this, President Thomas Jefferson, a renowned slaveholder, like one of the most, Mm -hmm. he's famous for owning slaves as a president. He sent James Lemon to the Northwest Territory to organize an anti-slavery, to organize anti-slavery residents, including Dennis Pennington, who had freed his own slaves when he moved to Indiana. Lemon circulated a petition that gained 600 more signatures than one that was circulated by pro-slavery factions. Yep. And Thomas Jefferson sent that out. He's like, go stop them. This is annoying. Right. Because, like, TJ had slaves, but they were, he wasn't, like, a, uh, I don't know. He wasn't an angry slave owner. He it was just, it was kind of uh, one of those, it's like, well, it's part of the time. Like, it's still no slavery is a thing. Like, yeah. He was using them for, as a workforce, but he wasn't, like, abusing them i guess beyond I mean, telling them you'll do this for me i mean i'm sure he abused them but i think it was one of those like it was common for the time so he just had slaves because like that's what you do because when you think of slave owners i think to me what comes to mind is the the worst you know just these awful things that you see uh or that the the media portrays shows you yes and they said like thomas jefferson had slaves but he wasn't like this kind of slave owner. He just did was what was normal at the time. So normal, quote unquote. Yeah, I know. 1800s, a different time. Right. Um, I'm not backing <laughs> it. Like, I don't want you to like it to come off that way. But I'm saying like even Thomas Jefferson was like, whoa, slow your roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a couple more dates. It says in 1810, the U.S. Census recorded 393 th- uh, free african-americans and 237 slaves in the indiana territory with most slavery concentrated in knox county where the territorial capital vincennes was located um yeah so i mean we were still pretty half and half by 1810 it's interesting 1816 indiana became a state with a constitution that specifically prohibited slavery but apparently we didn't you know affect put that into effect so much because it they didn't abolish it for another four years dragged our feet on that one (laughs) yeah um, 1818, Indiana Senator Dennis Pennington had three men indicted for vi- violating the Man Stealing Act for forcibly removing a black woman from her home in Harrison County and taking her to Kentucky. I put this, and it's a little, I said, sounds familiar, even 200 years later, people grabbing people, scooping them up, and taking them away against their own free will to frame them, like, oh, see, look, you're in Kentucky now, you're a slave, like, look, we snatched you up and threw you in a van during a protest, you're a rioter, sorry. I feel like at some point, at this not current day, but 200 years ago, they also put a stop to that at some point was that part of the legislation where they're like you cannot come in and like take 
you know, if they got over here, they're free now and you can't come back and take them because you want to or you're mad that they got away. Like, they're here now, so... I mean, I don't have that here, but that's probably correct. Yeah, they just... It it stopped people from coming over to come get the people that either ran away or whatever. Yeah, no, three men were indicted for the man-stealing act by forcibly removing a black woman from a home to take her to Kentucky so she could be as here she was in Indiana free living her best life that you could the best life that you could in 1818 and imagine someone just shows up to your home and grabs you and drags you to Kentucky to be a freaking slave like are (laughs) take a drink (laughs) take a drink right I don't even know why I set this bottle down to be honest if we're being honest I grabbed two beers I'm already almost done with number one I knew this was going to be a fun one uh let's two more dates 1820 like we said indiana supreme court freed all remaining slaves numbered at 190 in the u.s census after the ruling of Polly versus lasalle and then uh, but there were still freaking slaves it talked about how like in 1830 the u.s census still showed three slaves residing in orange Decatur and Warwick counties. However, a local census in Knox County showed as many as 32 slaves lived there. So, like, I guarantee there were more than even that because we're hiding the fact because it's now been abolished for 10 years. But in 1840, I don't know why this this almost frustrates me even more. By 1840, the U.S. Census showed one slave in Putnam County and two in Rush County. And that's the last timestamp it has. But it's like, let those three go like what right. are you holding on to at this point but again it says three but i guarantee there were more now i don't know if you came across this um i had seen this before that there was actually one woman who that when after slavery was abolished they're like okay everybody can go she chose not to she chose to stay and work as um like on hand help they didn't call her a slave anymore so mm-hmm. I, I doubt they counted her as a slave, but she continued to do the exact same work because she chose to. I mean, was she getting paid for it then? I don't know. I just remember it. she was, like, notorious for when they said, you can leave, she said, no, nah, I'll stay. Oh, God, and, and I guarantee back thing. in the 1800s, she was the poster child for pro-slave owners who were like, see, look, it's not that bad. Yeah. She wants to stay. Like, they picked the one person they could find. I don't know what her reasoning was, but I'm sure they used it, and that's for that reason. And that's probably not why she stayed. I mean, depending on how old she was or what kind of work she was doing, that she was like, if I leave here, if she determined There's nothing that if she left, her life would be worse, or she wouldn't be able to... To make it better. Yeah. Or She's be like, fruitful. why would I leave? Yeah. So. I guess I get that. I just hate, I can't stand that. I guarantee she was the poster child for them. And like, look, see? And here we are in 2020. Um, here we are in 2020. <laughs> and that's that's all I'm going to say about that. So I hope, I don't know. I personally liked looking up this stuff. I hope some of it was, I, well, I don't want to say I hope. But hopefully some of that was new to you guys because some of mm-hmm. it was news to me. And it's... <sighs> It's interesting slash frustrating to know that Indiana was such a flaky hoe about the whole thing. But it's thing. good to be informed. So. Yes. Yeah, and that's kind of what I took away from this. So, does this give you any kind of insight on what we're about to tell you? 
No, but I guess it maybe puts you in a mindset you're you've been humbled. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So that is my background in history on not the plantation that we're about to speak of, but just slavery in the state of Indiana, and that is literally just brushing the surface. Like, right. this doesn't speak so for much the country. More. This is just solely Indiana, and it didn't even touch on all of Indiana. It really, I feel like, just focused on particular sections of Indiana. Yeah. So, just education reform, please and thank you. Voting is in three weeks. <laughs> Go <Cool>. on. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm off. I'm one foot off of my soapbox. Okay, well, just careful there. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, so now we'll actually talk about um, our visit to what what is just called the plantation. I'm sure it was not the only one. And come to think about it, plantation could have been used as um, interchangeably with like farm or something like yeah. that, which crossed my mind. Um, that doesn't mean that there wasn't uh, slaves on the property. There still could have been. We don't know. I myself tried to look up some information on the plantation and surprise couldn't find a gosh darn thing. There really just, just isn't. I have no idea how we discovered this place. I did find one other person who agreed that said, yes, there is a place called the plantation off Boy Scout Road. Um, but there's no history on it. I was like, God, you are my only chance. Right. We should all get together, go bowling, have a coffee and talk about it. Yeah. And I wish I knew when this person posted it. I can't remember, but, um, somehow we heard about this place called the plantation and this was in our heyday when we were going out. So, you know, that sweet spot of about 10 to 13 years ago, (laughs) I think when we were going out all the time. Yeah. Um, So we were told about this place called The Plantation, and really, I don't know about you, they didn't say, like, what was spooky about it. They just said, it's It's creepy, go check it out. pretty much, yeah. So... Like, I think it was even prefaced with, like, when you get there, park your car in the tall grass so nobody sees you. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not comforting. Because, like, we're gonna have to keep saying, and keep letting you guys know we have to unfortunately that's just uh don't need this on my my conscience if something happens to you but it is private property and this one is marked yeah we did this about 10 or 13 between 10 and 13 years ago probably uh there's a sign out there that's basically like this is a gun toting property uh don't come here like yes we trespassed yes we did not a good thing you don't have to. You don't have to go out there. We strongly suggest not going onto private property. Yeah. We're telling don't. you a very old story about when we did because, you know, we it just happened. It's didn't done. think about it. We're like, nah, whatever. We'll see what happens. So, um, this, <laughs> I remember them telling us how to get there. They didn't even say, they said you could park in the tall grass or someone could drop you off. 
and leave you there and then come back and get you. And we're like, yes, that's exactly what we'll do. And that is what we did is we were dropped off and they left because they wouldn't stay. Oh, remember? Yeah. I think what creeped us out. So we initially got there. We have no idea what to expect because there's no history. There's no nothing. Mm -hmm. They just said, just go out here and And then just walk back into the, the trees and you'll find it. Yeah. So we pull up and the scariest looking building like it is gross on the left side yes yeah, yeah. So we that's pull how up. you know you're there there's like this well old... we didn't know we we're like is that supposed to be it are we supposed to go in that building because it is this old rundown like rickety like barn. metal barn it looks straight out of jeepers creepers or something <laughs> and we're like i was like i'm not effing going in there mm-hmm. and then we eventually realized we actually go back into the woods which wasn't any more comforting right. you know, you're just looking because then my the back was to that and, building and mm-hmm. i was like watch freaking jeepers creepers come out of that barn <laughs> yeah so we we walk back through these trees uh, eventually it opens up into a clearing where I think it's an old silo, yeah. kind of just a broken down silo. Now, the the post that I read online from this guy said that there's also a barn with an easy access ladder that'll take you right into the barn, like to up into... The, I don't remember seeing this. No. I don't know if we didn't venture in far enough. Mm, I don't remember um, that. I... I mean, I don't know if I want to go back out there ever. No, not really. There's, of course, the there's a small part of me out of curiosity, out of being a glutton for punishment. Like, yeah, I'd like to again, but no. There's a barn, and they said there's still like there's stairs that are still in good condition that you can get up to the the loft of the barn. I said, where? Where? (laughs) Where? Tell me, please. Where? (laughs) So. We, I don't remember seeing a barn, but I do remember when we saw the silo, we're like, this is far enough. Like, this has to be it, obviously. So we kind of parked it there. And we, on this this trip, we decided to take a Ouija board with us. And I don't remember how many people were with us, honestly. I wouldn't but say there was five of us total for some reason. That just five. feels... Maybe. Right, because I feel like four people... We wouldn't have the been planchette, brave and then one person didn't want to touch it. And I don't know who the five yeah. were. I mean, other than me, you, and Brianna was one of them. So we took as many precautions as we could with the Ouija board, only because if this is a type of plantation where there were slaves on the premises and bad things had happened or, you know, people had died there under terrible circumstances, we didn't want any... Um, malevolent spirits i guess mm-hmm. coming at us so i mean we brought if we're really on a plantation the chances of there being some angry unsettled spirits are pretty r- good right. regardless if they died a horrible death or if they just died on the plantation if they were a slave and you know died of old age and whatever something natural i bet they're still pretty angry about having been a slave so fair uh, so we took as many precautions as we could we had we brought the Ouija board, but we also brought with us a a white candle that we lit and uh, we passed it around the circle and made put, sure to like put all good thoughts and feelings, all, mm-hmm. all good things, all good things into the candle. We took white chalk. We did take white chalk and we drew a protective circle around us. We just wanted to be very... Um, very straightforward and very firm about what we were doing that we were only here to speak to spirits that 
all they wanted to do was talk. We didn't want to talk to anyone who had any other ill intentions. Right. So we we do all the precautions that we can and we go ahead and dive into the Ouija board. We were real big into the Ouija board this time. I think we used it at a couple of places back to back. Yeah. Uh, and, and this happened to be one of them. There was one other piece of equipment that we brought along with us that I don't know if we've ever used before or after. Yes. This, it was, this was a one and done good enough for me yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I got what I wanted. I said, yep, it works. Yeah. Um, we brought along a voice recorder to pick up electronic voice phenomenon or EVP. Mm. So getting fancy Using your with terminology. It. <laughs> I am, yes. So we've got the Ouija board set out. We've got our candle burning and we take the voice recorder and set it off to the side in the grass and just press record and we go. Um, I know me and you for sure had our hands on the Ouija board. There was one other person, maybe two others. Brianna. Did Brianna go out there? Because I feel like she was kind yes. of. Yes. Yeah, she, she didn't Nick, want to. It was Brianna she, and Nick. I don't think Brianna went I, this time that I'm talking about because she was in the military, active in yeah. the military at the time and did not want to go on the property because of that. And Nick was like, no fam i'm not going out there it was me oh, you and like one other person you might be right they just straight up dropped us off thanks brianna our okay older sister. yeah I rem- i'm kind of remembering that we did go out another time with her but I-, I don't think we did anything except walk around and be like this is spooky and then she thought about it later and was like maybe i shouldn't be out here <laughs> so brianna did not want to stay because of her military background being active in the military so she dropped us off and was like deuces bye we said thanks brianna older sister who we totally trust leaving us out in the middle of nowhere no they were the ones that dropped us off it was just me and you i cannot for the life of me remember who else was with us maybe this was heather i want to say Heather. yeah i don't know and i i really can't remember either Jeez Louise. Okay, there was another person for sure. I think it was just the three of us. Um, and I think we had gone out there with Brianna one other time. Um, but then when we went out the second time, that's when she kind of gave it a second thought. was like, just kidding. I'm not doing this. Fair. So we've got the Ouija board. We've got the candle burning. We've got the EVP going. We are ready to go. And I, I know we've mentioned this before, but with actually having the Ouija board in this story... Whoever was with us, I had to have trusted them a lot because I don't like using a Ouija board with just anyone because I'm not here for your BS, pushing the planchette and be like, ooh, it's spelled ghost. Ghost. (laughs) You spelled ghost wrong, ghost. (laughs) Right. So um, it had to have been someone I I trusted pretty well at the time uh, to do something like this with. And we started asking questions. We wanted to know is there anyone here start start off with the basics start off easy is there anyone here that wants to speak to us and then eventually the planchette moved to yes and because we had the evp going as it moved around we would i would say out loud where it landed on the board just so we could right so i don't think we said we clarified from the get-go because it's just voice recording that's not video recording we said on the voice recorder like megan was going to be the only one speaking so none of us 
whatever happened, if we could help it, no one else was going to speak. So we knew if there were other voices, it wasn't us. Yeah, yeah. we didn't want to get confused. We had never used the voice recorder before for something like this. So we tried, you know, we were all very clear on, I was going to ask questions and respond out loud with what the board said, if it said anything. And that way... There, there's no confusion. It's This is Megan talking, so if we heard anything else, we knew that it was not Megan. Yeah. So we start off easy. Is there anyone here that wants to speak to us? And eventually the planchette moves. I feel like it was a timid move, but it just yeah, kind of like it, worked it its way hesitated over. hesitated, and we're like, do you want to talk to us, please? Like, we came out here. We're sitting out here in the dark. Scary. <laughs> and eventually it does move to yes. And we're like, oh, good, great. So... We start asking questions. Uh, we start asking questions about like who we're talking to. So we said, um, "What's your name?" And I remember it started to spell something. I can't. I couldn't tell you the letters. We may have got two or three letters in, and, and then it, it just wasn't stopped. really formulating anything. I was like, "This is a weird name." Yeah, it was just random letters and then it quit and we're like well that's weird like you don't know your name so at this point I did get suspicious I'm sitting here looking at the third person like are you moving it and like trying to spell something and And you couldn't figure it out on the fly you spelled it wrong and you're like whoops (laughs) so yeah I'm getting suspicious at this point Mm -hmm. uh so I said can you please tell us your name and it tried again and and i think it was the same letters and it it stopped and i'm like this is not spelling anything so i don't know if it was like initials i i didn't feel like it was initials whatever it spelled i was like this is yeah we started like i think it went to an a and we're like is your name alex nothing is your name aaron is your and we just start kept asking is your name this this this?" and it wasn't moving it just kind of stopped and we're like crap so we, we kind of backtrack and I think we asked it if it lived, this person lived on the plantation or if they were a slave on the plantation. Yeah. We asked if they, yeah, if they lived on the plantation, I believe it said yes. And then yes. it, I don't know if it started to dawn on us at this point, but we asked, we're like, were you a slave here? And it very confidently was like, yes. Yeah. I don't remember how many, I'm trying to like remember other questions because at this point, then we ask it, um, you know, it can't spell its name. It says it was a slave. And so I, I went for another identifier question and I said, how old are you? And it slides over to the, the number eight and we kept going now i think i feel like you brushed over like the to me it was a big realization so because we asked if they were a slave and they said yes and it dawned on us slaves at the time they couldn't read or write they weren't literate and we're like shoot so we were like do you not know how to spell your name and that's what i was getting to i I, and that's why i asked i'm like how old are you and yeah. it slid over to the number eight. And then that like, that's about the point we realized we're like, if they're a slave and they're only eight years old, they probably didn't they could have been 28 years right. old and yeah. probably couldn't spell their name. Yeah. So, and yeah, once we, once we figured that out, when we asked them, they were like, yep. Like it, it went to yes, pretty smoothly. Like it was like, yes, thank you. Like, right. no, I don't know like, how to spell oh, my thank name. God, just like this 
almost relief. moment of relief for who we were speaking to. They told us they were they were eight years old, and nothing unusual to that. Except later, we went back and. Yeah, I think we asked, we might have asked some more questions. We couldn't really get them to, I think, didn't they say they were, we asked how they, can you tell us how you died? Yeah. And I think it went to an S. Was it an S? Whatever it started, it got very uneasy when we asked, how did you die? Um, Because I remember it was just moving around kind of sporadically. It wouldn't really rest on anything. Mm -hmm. And we kept asking it questions. And at this point, it's not answering. It's kind of like doing a bounce, almost like a back and forth. Um, It's not landing on anything in particular. Didn't it just kept like going between two letters and we're like, are you okay? Like, is uh, Well, that's, I could have sworn it like hover, it kept hovering around a letter and I thought, like it kept going back to a letter like K or... I thought it was S. And so we were like, were you shot? And I, it was like a reluctant... I do... Yes, I do remember that. But it, it, I think maybe K was one of the letters that kept bouncing between. And mm. it kept stopping to like... S must have been it. Because I do remember asking the question, were you shot? And it was a very reluctant yes. Yes. Which like suddenly... It felt really somber... Um, at that point, we just, we kind of felt guilty. I felt guilty. Yeah. And I think they, something happened because they sort of, it stopped after that. Like we basically, we were like, we're so sorry. Like that's very, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, and I think we kind of lost them after that. I believe we, we, we think we picked up one more spirit, possibly a sister. They were 11, but we really didn't get much more out of them than that. And I really don't remember that. Yeah, I, I remember there were being like someone else in it. They were 11. And we're I was like, just maybe really stuck on this eight-year-old, you know, this eight-year-old supposed slave on the, the premises. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty bummed. We feel bad. We apologize. We thank them for their time. You know, everyone's just kind of like, well, now we're just bummed so yeah and we go go through this whole ritual of like you have to properly open the circle like well asking that you you ask them to leave first of all they they do not come home with you and you let them know like you stay here i'm sorry but this is where you belong yeah we had like a whole there's a whole ritual if you will to doing all of this it seems so like over the top but i'm not taking taking chances chances. no 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 um, we send them away and we, we pack up our stuff and we call our sister to come get us and she picks us up and we're driving home and she's asking about, and we're like, well, we got some answers, but it was yeah, after a while, it kind of just gave up. Yeah. And so then she asked about the, the voice recorder and we're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah voice recorder. Voice <laughs> and we're in the backseat of the car and there's rumbling because it's like semi-gravel roads because Indiana sucks. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to listen to the voice recorder in the backseat and we can't really get a clear, we can't really hear it. Um, or it's just, it just sounds very garbled with everything else going on. And we ended up getting to one of the person's houses that was with us to drop them off and we parked in the driveway and we're like well now that we're here and we can hear it a little bit better let's play it and we're listening to we're questioning whoever we're speaking to and you hear you help you would hear me ask the question and then you would hear the planchette kind of roll across the the board and then you would hear my response Mm -hmm. um 
not getting a whole lot. We're just like, okay, well, bummer, whatever we tried. But then <laughs> it happened. And I'll tell, man. I'll never forget the question I asked and the answer because it just it it stuck. resonates it so stuck. well. Yeah. I When I ask the board, how old are you? You hear the like, sound. Like, I, w- I wish I could recreate it right now. You, like, you hear have- the sound of the planchette sliding across the board and then just a second just a second before i say the word eight very quietly and just in this real tiny voice almost right up next to the to the voice recorder you hear a a voice go eight and then you hear me say eight in my voice yeah it was like boom boom like Mm -hmm. there was a clear higher pitched voice saying eight before megan because you heard it as it was scratching it was like eight yeah and then she slides it it stops and as soon as it stops it says eight and then i say eight and then we go and that's why i'll never forget how old they were and i think when it happened all of us were like i'm sorry go back yeah we had to (laughs) listen to it probably five six times sitting in that driveway Uh, and the person we dropped off that we were already at their house luckily and they went no bye and literally turned around and walked inside (laughs) i just it blew my mind because i really didn't have any expectations for the evp it's just one of those i kind of we hit record and i forgot about it yeah um i just and and you didn't hear it in real time there was no hesitation i just kept going yeah you don't hear me pause for there was never a point honestly like we would pause sometimes but it was like bugs and there was a farm nearby and you could hear a cow moo and that scared the crap out of me (laughs) but it was mostly outside actual things happening that would startle us or stop us but at no point were we like a ghost and like stop what we were doing like if you heard another voice no one else could mimic it it was such a childlike voice and it sounded like they got right up on the on Mm -hmm. the the mic of the voice recorder and said it they just kind of whispered it into it yeah but even though it was a whisper and it was very quick, it was clear as day. Class A. <laughs> there you said go. Said the number eight, and I'll never forget Man, that. That gave me cold chills. Something wild. It was crazy. Even now, thinking about it, I'm just. <gasps> and the thing, even today, it didn't feel scary. No, it, it, it wasn't. I wasn't scared hearing it. Like it weirded me out i had cold chills i i got goosebumps but it wasn't i didn't feel threatened by it no it was just like oh my god this actually worked it was just a a kid who someone came all the way out there to talk to him and he was so excited that he's like oh i'm eight like he's so happy to tell (laughs) us like yeah just as kids do so it's a little thing but i don't know even a ouija board was kind of a a push for me and to use evp was like kind of my limit i said i couldn't go beyond that right so i think it's worth mentioning like as the planchette was moving in the beginning we had to keep are you moving that are you moving that everyone was very (laughs) accusatory in the beginning and there were times where you could see like i remember for me personally my hand was so light on the planchette that like i basically could feel the top layer of my cells touching that thing and honestly Mm -hmm. i would come off of the planchette sometimes and i think sometimes when it was moving like 
some of us weren't even touching it. We, I, I remember we would do that often when we would use it, just kind of take your hands off to show that I'm not the one pushing this. Yeah, so. not like a quick motion, just like very lightly move your fingers and then because you really don't want to take your energy away completely because they are using you yeah to, and to that's speak. yeah and that's why you need to be careful about it because like you could go as far as having a medium which god unless you know what you're doing don't like no, don't do that yeah <laughs> um so yeah that was the big event of that night it's just a tiny thing and it was it was such a quick blip but the story has stuck with me forever and i tell people this it's the one and only time i've ever used evp i really haven't got the balls to use it again because because of how well it worked the first time yeah we don't want to soil the the memory of the one good time yeah but that was our trip out to the plantation the The, one and only apparently i don't know if you remember this one this is just a little tidbit so we said this was 10 13 years ago so i we had phones back then i believe i had the nv2 or something like that yeah so i had my little black flip nv2 thing i loved that freaking phone it was a brick it was great anyway so because it was 10 or 13 years ago uh just like now no one talked to me then (laughs) no it's i you didn't think about your phone much at all Mm -mm. 10 years ago so i had left i used it for light so we could see what we were doing when we got there and then i left it sitting next to the ouija board as we were doing all of this we packed up the one thing I did not pack up was my phone. Mm. So the next day, I was like, oh my god, my freaking phone. And uh, my dad my dad was like, I can take you out there. Like, we'll go find it. Because that was the last place I could think of. I honestly didn't think of the plantation first, but I had exhausted all other options. I was like, dad, I think I left it, like, outside at this plantation. He's like, oh god. Right. So, so it was just me and my dad, and he's like, I'll take you out there, we'll find it had weird conversations on the way i don't know like who knows what we talked about me and my dad have had some weird <laughs> i want to find oh a, a time to tell that stupid side story about the car wash it's a good one <laughs> it's such a good story it really is um but anyway drive all the way out there it's like a 40 minute drive get all the way out there and honestly the place is really wild in the daytime like it's not really scary at all and honestly i think the thing that made me nervous was i saw the silo that we had seen that night the night before but it was like the leaning tower of pisa like this thing was at like a 20 to 30 degree tilt in the direction of where we were sitting and like Mm -hmm. clearly it's settled at this point it's a giant metal silo so it's not like a gust of wind is going to blow it over it's it's settled but i looked at it i was like jesus Mm-hmm. that was that's falling in the direction of where we sat i don't know why we did that and we couldn't see it leaning because it was leaning our direction but i digress get out there we're kind of looking at it in the daytime again i have forgotten about the phone very different time um and then we get we can see the spot where our butts all sat and everything was all the grass was padded <laughs> down and there sat my phone i was like oh cool um i picked it up so I know when we got there, because I used it for a flashlight for most of the night, I had used it all the way out there. Like, the phone, 
presumably should have been dead because I believe it was at at least at most half a battery mm-hmm. when we started using the Ouija board. So I found my phone in the grass and it was all dewy and wet and I was like, oh man, I bet it's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> and I like pick it up, wipe it off, flip it open. That bad boy is fully charged. <laughs> and I, I know I was just like I think they charged my phone like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what else to because th- it, sh- it should have been dead yeah and, and especially being out overnight and it was so dewy and cold and damp and that thing was 100% charged I was like oh, th- thanks 8 year old little boy for right. charging my phone I guess if it was a boy Oh, yeah. I, I guess assume I can't... it's a boy too and I don't know why I don't know maybe it's because I don't know because of the other episode we may have asked we could have asked if it was a boy and he said yes yeah I don't remember like I said there were a couple questions we asked that just kind of maybe it was a girl slipped Shoot. my mind because I was so set on like eight years yeah, the old the eight <laughs> thing is definitely what we remember and now I'm over here like maybe it was a little girl but point is like we remember um the eight and my phone being charged. So that was... um. That's our story. That's the plantation. Yes, it is. In uh, Poland, just... Indiana, the plantation. I don't know why it's the only, but yeah. it is. Yeah, the so. Poland plantation is what we have dubbed this thing. Um, no history to be found on it, but... I, I mean, I guess kind of like... It's, it's just... If it's a plantation, of course there's history there. Mm-hmm. So, which leads us into the rating of the episode. So, uh, first thing we will rate it on is historical accuracy on a scale of zero to five. So, five being absolute, 100% documented, I can prove this, and then zeros, uh, there's nothing. So, it's kind of a weird one, but. I I have no idea what you're going to say here. I think I know what I want, and I don't like it, but I feel like it is just. Yeah, this is... Okay, I think I know what I want. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, one. Yeah. Okay, I thought you might go high because all we did was cover history. The thing is, even the history we covered, it wasn't about that this plantation in particular, but slavery was abolished in indiana and while we can't prove it sentence number one of the first article that i wrote read from african-american rural settlements documented in clay county zero so that's kind of my big base is that yeah there are zero documented plantations in clay county and just because there's a freaking silo and a barn means nothing they could have used it interchangeably with the word farm. They use plantation. That's true. I, I did want to go low. I was afraid you were going to go high for nope. some reason. Uh-uh. So I, I, I'll i go ahead and take your... I'll say a one. I'll say Yeah, because there's it. not... We know that there's there on, was slaves in Indiana, Indiana. There's tons of history on and, that that we weren't taught. Uh, but... Or it was whitewashed. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> There's plenty of history regarding in that regard, but this location is probably just an old farm. Like, yeah. it, who knows if it was actually a plantation? There, there isn't a way to know. Right, right. And even with the Ouija board, when we asked if they were a slave and they said yes, 
there is room for human error because there were we were controlling it. Yes. Well, supposedly we were just supposed to be energizing it and let them control it. But we had a third party that I don't remember who you are. And I'm sorry if you're listening. Not right. that I'm saying you moved it, but one of us poten- had the potential to move it yeah. and coax it in a certain direction. So, Right. And like we said, also in the other direction, just because it says there were no documented settlements doesn't mean that there weren't because, as we learned, and that's saying in... 1825 and that's after slavery was all already abolished in indiana so i'm sure a lot of people were hiding how many there was a lot of back and forth though they're like but 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 so so who knows but i feel like it's fair to it's not yeah very accurate because there really isn't a history here yep so the next thing we're going to write this on is scare level Uh uh-oh i think i know what i want to say on this one yeah, I I th- I think so too. Uh oh, <laughs> I don't know. Why I keep saying uh oh. Yeah, I think I know what I want to say. <sighs> you good? I, I know. Yes. Just go with your gut. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Two. One and a half. <laughs> okay. See, <laughs> I wanted to go two, and it seemed too high, but a one yeah, seemed too low. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it's. Like I said, I didn't feel threatened or scared. What I was scared of was the dark and what was hiding in the dark, not of ghosts. Yeah, it's about the physical things. It's even when the when the Ouija board was moving and answering questions, that didn't scare me. It was more like an adrenaline rush for me. It wasn't scary. Yeah. And maybe it's because whether it's a false sense of security or not, like we took all of the precautions that we did. We had the candle. We had the chalk line. I believe we had incense. I'm pretty, I think there was a I Bible. People, I was like, you say a prayer if you need to yeah, say a I prayer. Yeah, I think we had a Bible. I like all of these different precautions that we took gives you this false sense of security. And as far mm-hmm. as spirits go, I was like, man, we took every, every, precaution we could to make sure that this goes yeah yeah so the last thing we're going to rate this on is believability on a zero to five. Oh my goodness i <laughs> i'm making like exclamations like i've already said my number i know i i think i know what i'm gonna say on this uh, uh well believability as far as i guess we can't say off the legend because there is no legend, legend but i guess yeah, believability as far as, like, let's just say, do you believe this place had real spirits and real activity happening? That will change my number drastically. Oh. Well, I feel like that's how we have to do it, because there isn't a legend to compare to. Okay. That's just me. That's how I'm seeing it. Okay. I took... um Okay, let's go ahead and rate it off that then, and I'll let you know what I was thinking and see if maybe your what I was thinking changes your answer. Unless you want me to tell you what I was kind of thinking to, about going off of. Go ahead and tell me what you were thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, do you believe what happened was legitimate? That I guess it does uh, end up being the same thing. If spirits are present, like, do you believe that what we experienced was legitimate? Like, actually spirits and not human. Yes. Hmm. I, f- I feel like my answer is still the same. Really? Okay, well, I'll change my answer, <laughs> I guess. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, 
three. Hey, we hey, got we one. did it. Well, because I was going to go with a one when I was thinking of oh. like, do you believe what happened here? I want to. And the EVP is the only thing that see that's it. it I kept bouncing back and forth because the EVP makes me think yes, because there's n- nobody said that there's not no, no one. There's spoke. no way that anyone that was sitting with us could have said it the way that it was. We heard it in the recording, but if you say it in a way like, do you believe that spirits are here? Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. So, okay. A three. So meet in the middle. All right. Need that old Georgia pie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to keep it though. Oh, Georgia. (laughs) Our our Georgia listeners. I'm coming to see Georgia. (laughs) Meet us in the middle. So that makes our overall rating, taking all of these things into account. Are you ready? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I guess so. I wanted to do overall in a different sense, but I guess we just we'll just keep it consistent and say everything combined. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I hesitated. It It was like (laughs) two. It is a two because we went one, two, three or two, one, three, depending either way, we're going to end up at a two. two. And, but I feel like that's not fair ish in the grand scheme of things, because I feel like this place, it, it, there's something there and it's kind of, I don't, it's spooky in a different sense. It's got potential as far as a haunted place goes, but really what shoots it in the foot quite literally is that it is a guarded property yeah it's Mm -hmm. illegal to go out there it was probably it was probably illegal to go out there now and it's definitely illegal to go out then and it's definitely illegal to go out now and it's very clearly marked like this is an armed property yeah um so like that sort of you know puts a a damper on the situation yeah we were silly to have gone out there twice oh yeah but that's I don't know. I think a two is okay. I hate it, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it because I, the plantation's always one story I tell because the EVP, it's the first it really is. That's, time. That's what sticks with me. But other than that, there's not much more to it for me. I guess that's so I'm true. okay with it too. It just has, it has a soft, I have a soft spot for it and that's why I feel guilty giving it a two, but I guess that's, it is yep. what it is. And that's the story of the plantation. I don't know why I'm saying yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because you just really want to sing the Georgia Pine song. No, I don't. Oh, I don't think we had a movie reference in, in this episode. Uh-oh. Well, it was a, a pretty somber this was a heavy one. topic. So yeah. I feel like I am proud of how I composed myself. I think I did pretty good. Because we could have popped off sis, but we did not. Oh, shoo. <laughs> like I said slide into those dms if you know you got some factual conversations to have with mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Um, nothing but time actually i don't have i don't that have much time, like any time at all so you get about 15 minutes of a rant and then that's oh, it oh my word yeah <laughs> okay well um yeah so we don't have any patreon donors this week and i'll go ahead and say this now this is actually a weird week because Next week, you're going to hear an episode from us that we actually recorded before this episode, uh, because Megan is a big jerk, 
and is going on vacation. Taking a little breaky kid. I don't know. She'll <laughs> probably be on vacation by the time this airs, right? Yeah, well, it's tomorrow. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if y'all want to know, we're recording this the night before it's supposed to go up, so I'm about to have a very Wonderful. long night ahead of me. I want to die. <laughs> um, but yeah, we definitely recorded two episodes this week. So back like, to back. Yeah, so... In, in the 24 hours that we've done this, no, we don't have any more Patreon donors. Hopefully, that, that's okay. Yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll see some between now and the next episode. So if if we do have donors between tomorrow, thir- the, today, as you're listening to this, <laughs> sorry, time is an illusion. Um, if we do have donors between the time you're listening to this and the next episode, don't think that we're ignoring you. Just know that, like... Megan wanted to ruin my life and I'm make this sorry. so much harder on me so we recorded two episodes back to back so I'm very tired please appreciate us please donate if you like what we're doing All right we Ugh. work so hard we try so hard and, and got so far oh I can't now it's music this time I guess because uh, in the end it just didn't even matter we appreciate all support whether it's through Patreon um if you're sharing stuff online if you're telling people about it our podcast we appreciate all of it we are here for it so mm-hmm. thank you so much thank you to all of our new listeners we've touched a gotten into a couple new countries yeah i, I get yeah so that's cool i feel like we have to say it now you'll learn about it next week too yeah we we got two new countries and it looks like maybe consistently listening this time so uh that's pretty cool yeah russia and the united kingdom Thank so, you. hey y'all. I don't know to how sound you really, found us, <laughs> to but... sound really Midwestern in American. Like, hey y'all, how welcome. Y'all doing? <laughs> you want some ranch? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Um, All right, I am. So, is there anything? Any plugs? Any? I don't believe so. The only thing, uh, the only one that i do have actually is for our listener episode please please yes. please send us your stories i know a lot of you a couple of people have reached out to me at least uh telling me that they have some cool stories and then they don't send the stories i'm like you guys if you right if yeah. you want your stories to be shared on the podcast please send them to us it doesn't have to be anything crazy long just a quick uh couple sentences you know five sentence paragraph whatever it is you want to tell us just right yeah we've gotten a few stories so for those of you that have sent us stories we promise we're not ignoring you i know i probably haven't reached out to you guys yet but my life is so oh gosh it's been so crazy lately um we will be better we will do our best to be better but for those of you that have reached out with stories i promise i'll get back to you and your story will be heard but and we're totally willing to edit or omit anything that you want us to. So if there's something you want to tell, but you don't want certain names dropped or place or, you know, whatever, if you don't want something said, let us know. We'll, we will edit as necessary, but, uh, that's the only thing we've got, I believe. So yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for coming back every week. Yeah, God. I'm so tired. I'm so happy and so tired and so conflicted. Okay. No, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. I'm going to go edit now. Okay, peace out. Okay, bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, OrSoTheySayPod.com, 
where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts, and of course, thanks for listening.